When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Donna Barnes again. She's a love coach dedicated to help you fix what's not working in your love life so you can have the relationship you want. She's the author of the book, Giving Up Junk Food Relationships, and the relationship expert on Good Morning America. She's also the creator of the Breakup Recovery Action Plan. So welcome, Donna. Thanks for joining me again today. Thank you. It's always fun to have a good talk with you. Definitely. We're broadcasting live on Bullhorn today. So hi to Angela and everyone who's just joining us and hello to Maya. Say hi in the chat. Let us know where you're listening from. And we have a great topic today. Just to sort of introduce this, I actually received a comment on my Instagram page just a couple days ago. I guess I'll just go ahead and read that question so everyone can hear it. Does that sound good, Donna? Yes. So she said, hi, I just listened to your podcast on Spotify about where to meet high quality men. I really enjoyed it. And I was curious if you might do a show on how to build your self-esteem back up after a big heartbreak. I know I won't be attracting the quality man I want and deserve, not until I feel valuable again. Never have I felt this way before in my 49 years, having been married, divorced and dated other men long term. So this is a really hard place to be. And I trust that you would have some good guests to speak on about this. So it's funny, Donna, I knew we had this podcast episode scheduled for today. And you're actually the perfect person to bring on and talk about this. You're a breakup recovery expert. And so I'm excited to get started. Is there anything you want to say before we dive into this topic? No, and thank you. I I feel like I'm the perfect person to answer that question too, because I really try my best to empower people after they've lost their sense of self and, and really to redefine their relationship with themselves. So yeah. I, I, should I just dive right into answering her question? Absolutely. And I think what we're going to talk about today would probably apply even if they hadn't just had a breakup. Like I hear from so many women where they weren't even in an official relationship with someone, but the guy pulled away suddenly without warning or broke her heart in some way where it just didn't work out the way she was hoping it would. So I imagine what you're going to share would help women in that situation as well, right? Yeah, I, you know, and I think that's unfortunately all too common because it's so mm-hmm. hard to find a connection with somebody. So when you do, if it doesn't work, it can be really heartbreaking. Even if you didn't know the person that long or really even get to know them, if you had really high hopes about it, it can still feel like a breakup. And really at the very base of that, and I know this is easier said than done, But you need to redefine yourself as not part of a couple, but as yourself and really make that distinction because especially like if it was an actual relationship that breaks up, you begin to see yourself as part of a couple. And unfortunately, all too often, especially women define themselves by this person's significant other and that their life becomes very much your life. 
And so you need to recapture your own life. And the best way to do that is to reach out and connect with people that you've not been able to get together with, people that really mean a lot to you, that you care about, that you just haven't seen because you've been so busy and distracted with other stuff. And don't talk about your breakup. I think the best way to move past something is to have it be in your past and not be constantly talking about it because you're reliving it. Like our, our minds are so powerful. And every time we talk about a situation, it's like we're reliving it all over again. And then when you're snapped back to the reality that it's over, it's like you rip the Band-Aid off and it's just painful all over again. So really trying to keep yourself present in the moment focused on what's going on in front of you and by surrounding yourself with people that you haven't seen and hopefully didn't even know the person that you're trying to get over, what a blessing. Don't bring it up. Don't share about it. Don't talk about it. Just be in the moment with this person and and be looking forward. And it, it, it's almost like you can pretend it didn't happen because this person didn't know about it. But that's the best thing to help you really start forming new memories and to let it go. And you are what you think you are. So while you're still really hoping to get someone back or missing them and feeling badly about them, that's keeping you in that victim mentality of like, why am I not good enough? Why does he not want me anymore? Like, what's wrong with me? Which if you're genuinely asking those questions to look at some things that need to be improved, right? Like to be always be like outrunning previous versions of yourself in in finding a better way to get along with people and to and to choose better partners. And I I always say the healthier you get, the easier it is to spot issues in everybody else, which helps you make better choices. So if if you're really struggling to get over somebody, reading some good books is is always very helpful in just in your mindset in in being proactive and taking action to do something positive for yourself, in really defining who you are as a single empowered woman and look to do some things that you haven't had time to do while you were in a relationship or that you've been putting off. And I think a great question is, what is it that you love to do that you don't do that often? And now's the perfect time to do that and really help fulfill happiness for yourself. It's so true. I really think people should not underestimate the power of getting back out there in the world, reconnecting with friends or maybe family members that you may not have had time for when you were with this person, right? It can really help you get back to yourself, remember who you are, I think it's great. I'm just checking in with the chat. Hi to Emily. Oh, we have someone listening from Indonesia. Angela says, I love that met my current boyfriend while the other guy I was dating canceled on me and broke it off. I went to the event by myself and met this great new man. Amazing. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. You know, I met one of the greatest loves of my life at a party on a night that I didn't feel like going out, right? So I think get yourself out. Don't sit home feeling sorry for yourself. And the, and you never know, right? I, I, I do really feel like sometimes we meet the perfect that person that's perfect for us when we're not really looking, right? Because then we allow it to come to us. So, you know, if, if you're just getting over somebody and you feel like you're not ready to date, don't look at it like dating. Look at it like going to see old friends and, and connecting and being social. And, and, you just might meet somebody who really 
sweeps you off your feet. It's so true. I know we've talked about this in other episodes and I wanted to briefly touch on it here. You have some great things to say about actually getting rid of the things that remind you of this person and actually changing their contact info in your phone. I'll let you share about that. I think <laughs> you would yeah. say it more brilliantly than me, but you've had some amazing things to say on some really practical tips to get this person out of your system who's no longer in your life. Thanks. Yes. Well, the biggest one is I always says change his name to do not contact and change the ringtone too. So that if someone's calling, you know, every time your phone rings, you're hoping that it's your ex. Well, if you change the ringtone, then you know, it's not because it's not the right ringtone. Right. So although, and then if it is the right ringtone, then you can give yourself a moment to think rationally and hopefully not answer you know, or block them altogether is, is really, if you're strong enough to do that, because then you don't have to, you know, you, you can't control whether he's going to contact you. So if you decide for yourself that you're not going to hear from him and that you don't want to hear from him, it, it really is magical that it helps you stop hoping to hear from him every time your phone rings. Right. So if, if you really take action today and decide, that's it, I'm not going to hear from him. I'm going to change his contact or I'm going to block him. And I really like if, if you upload one of those pictures of a do not answer, like like the circle with the line through it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and make that his picture, like remove his picture and replace it with that so that A, his picture's not stimulating you. And then hopefully that's a real visual reminder of like, no, I don't want to talk to this person. They're not good for me. Yeah, I know you also said something brilliant in one of our past episodes about actually deciding that you're not going to hear from this person because I know every time you can get a text message or a phone call, you think, oh, is it this person? I've been wanting to hear from him, right? Is there anything else you want to share about that in this episode? Yeah, I mean, our, I always say like, you know, our imagination can be so destructive. It's not our best friend. And running that mental highlight reel of how you might reconnect and and wishing that you could get back together. I mean, as a breakup coach, most of my clients come to me to ask how to get my ex back, not how do I get over it, right? It's kind of coupled together. But for the most part, like you want to, they want them back. And I always say, and then they also say, how quickly am I going to get over this? And really, you'll get over it when you really genuinely decide that you don't want them back. So your thoughts are so powerful and they can really keep you in pain and torment you by reminiscing and thinking of your ex, or they can really empower you and help you be your best self and feel strong by telling yourself, I don't want him. If for no other reason, he hurt you, right? Do I feel loved is the number one question to determine the quality of your relationship. And if someone's broken up with you, they're not making you feel loved. So for that reason alone, you shouldn't want them, right? Love yourself more and decide, you know what? I don't want him anymore. He didn't realize how amazing I am. That's his loss. And really keep that mindset of, you know, they, they say success is the best revenge, right? So be your best self and it'll make you feel great about yourself in really being empowered and owning your strength and being proud of who you are and not looking at it like he didn't want you, but looking at it that you don't want him and that you deserve somebody better who's going to make you feel loved. 
It's so true. I always say at the very top of your list of requirements <laughs> that you're looking <laughs> for in a person should be that they want to be with you, right? That they know Absolutely. they're interested, they're pursuing you consistently. The right person is just not going to drop out of your life. Like so many of the situations I hear from women every day, Angela in the chat just said, I did that and it worked well. He contacted me after three months and said he realized he needed me in his life. I had to tell him you're too late. It sounds like wow. because she met that other great guy who's treating her amazing. So that is wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. I really love your practical advice on how to get over someone. It's kind of like working from the outside in. Do you have any tools for working from the inside out to help build your self-esteem back up after a breakup or some sort of heartbreak in your life? Yeah. It, again, it goes back to your thinking. Like you mm -hmm. are what you are. And really the hardest part in trying to get over somebody first is breaking the habit of, of being with them. So it's really hard to say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. But to, that's why like to get out and do new things that you've been wanting to do or that you've been putting off and stuff like that is, is to fill that habit of interacting with your ex with something else and then use your thoughts really powerfully. Do not allow your thoughts to let you be a victim because it's, it's so easy to fall into that, you know, you hurt me, you promised me, like you didn't do this, you did that, right? Like it, it's really not helpful to be focused on what you can't control and you can't control anything at all that your ex did or will do. And unfortunately, that's what keeps people in pain in trying to figure out what their ex is doing or trying to control what their ex will do. So really relinquishing that and focusing all that obsessive energy on yourself and, and maybe look at some self-growth stuff and really work on strengthening your boundaries and look at your pattern of the people that you've been picking. I mean, a really great little exercise is to make a list of all the significant relationships in your life and specific personality traits of each one, like good and bad, you know, thoughtful, caring, controlling, argumentative, like everything. And then do the same thing with your parents or your caretakers. And you'll start to see a pattern. Like if you circle all the common behaviors, first off, you're picking them all in partners, even if they're in very different looking packages. But you'll usually find it's also the characteristics of the parent or caretaker that you had the most conflict with. Because as an adult, we're subconsciously trying to heal that relationship by picking it over and over again hoping that it's going to work this time. But that's the definition of insanity, right? To keep trying the same thing and expecting a different result. So it's really better to really look at those things and then figure out what your deal breakers are and avoid them like the plague. When you meet that next guy that's really hot and sexy and you're really attracted to him, but you see that he's waving those bright red flags, that's where you really need to love yourself and not make excuses for him. Because honestly, as a breakup coach, Pretty much every client, as they're telling me about their breakup, tells me something that foreshadowed how they were going to break up, but they ignored it. Mm -hmm. So really being true to yourself and no matter how attracted you are to somebody, if they show you that they're not who's good for you, love yourself enough to recognize that and, and get away from it before you get in even deeper. Because... You know, people waste years of their life in a toxic relationship that's really not helpful to them. 
And, you know, unfortunately, I wrote my book, Giving Up Junk Food Relationships, because it became really clear to me that a lot of people have no idea when they're in a toxic relationship. And when, when they come to me for help to get their ex back, I really honestly feel like I could count on one hand over the 16 years now that I've been coaching that I honestly thought the person should try to get that person back. Like, usually it was a good thing that it ended. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think in picking a partner to be really true to yourself and recognize your true own personal deal breakers and then don't make any excuse for why you can overlook it and stay with somebody. You really don't want to waste your time. It's so true. And that would absolutely help build your self-esteem and help you trust yourself more. Because I always say, how do you build trust with another person? It's when they follow through on what they say they're going to do. Like if a guy says he's going to pick you up at seven o'clock, he's there. Or if he says he's going to call you, he calls. And so I always have people start to do that with themselves, like actually keep those promises and commitments they make to themselves. That could look like sticking with their boundaries, not ignoring red flags in the face of strong attraction or chemistry. I agree with you, Donna. The signs are almost always there right at the beginning. <laughs> if there's a red right. flag, <laughs> right. it's easy to ignore those things too. And I thought it was so interesting that you said in 16 years of coaching and working with people in situations, you could count on one hand the relationships where you actually thought maybe there was a good chance of them getting back together or that it was like a healthy relationship dynamic in the first place. That's so interesting. Well, and another interesting side of that is because a lot of clients say to me, do people like that ever change? Do they ever get help? And yeah, they probably do, but it's usually the person that got hurt that is reaching out for help and trying to better their life and do things better. The person that is just skating along from one relationship to the next, to the next, like if it's not broke, don't fix it. They don't usually come for help. Right. So, right. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. I'm just checking in with the chat. Maya says it has been a year for me after a breakup from a guy who I connected with long distance for years. I literally got a new phone. I did not download the app that we used to connect before. I erased all his pictures and clips in that old phone. Wow. Amazing. Angela says, I feel you. It was such a hard process for me to disconnect with someone who I was connected to for a long time, but it was great to release the energy. So yeah, it can be so hard. It really is like an addiction almost when you yeah. feel so attached to somebody, right? I know I get questions all the time from people who say they can't help themselves, but look at this person's social media. <laughs> Do you hear that as well, Donna? Oh yeah, cyber stalking. Yeah, and it, it's like snooping. It, it You see something that you shouldn't have seen, but you can't ask about it because you weren't supposed to see it. And frequently it's not as bad as your imagination is making it. So it's, it's needless pain that you're causing yourself to be looking like ignorance is bliss when it comes to what your ex is doing. Trust me. Would you recommend blocking them on social media or making it so you can't see their posts? Because I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Because temptation, right? Like, you know, it's like, and I, I have a lot of clients who say, I'm not ready to do that. I don't want to do that yet. But Really, that's the quickest way to get over something is, is you know, what you don't know can't hurt you, right? So I think that's absolutely true that when it comes to what your ex is doing, especially if they left you for somebody, because you don't want to see that. You really don't need to know what's going on without you, you know, and not caring is the best way, right? Not in the sense of playing games, but really, truly 
loving yourself to recognize, I do not want someone who could so carelessly throw away what we had. I want somebody who really gets it and gets me and will do anything that he needs to do to make sure he doesn't lose me. So anything less of that isn't good enough. I love it. I totally agree. I always say the right person is going to know a good thing when he sees it, right? And he's going to have no problem moving things forward and committing to you for a long-term relationship, right? If you're truly right for each other. So I just think this is so important. Maya in the chat says, you, Helena, and the people you invite here are the ones who help empower me because I've been listening to your podcasts ever since. So I'm loving myself more and I'm moving forward for me. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That just made my day. Thank you so much for sharing. Donna, we actually received a question that was sent in beforehand. If anyone has questions who's listening live, feel free to put those in the chat as well. Would you mind if I read this one next? Because I wanted to make sure we got to it. Yeah, go ahead. So she says she's five weeks post-breakup. I'm not eating or sleeping. I can only remember the good things. I have anxious attachment, and the more work I do on myself, the worse I feel that I got dumped. I took care of him and his kids in my house. When he moved out, I felt like my purpose was taken. I don't even know who I am anymore. I miss them so much, but I have not called or texted. I just felt so much for this person when I got this comment. This was posted on one of our previous episodes that I actually published on my YouTube channel, Donna. So do you have any thoughts for the woman who's in a situation like this? I know a lot of people can relate. Absolutely. And I think that's an incredibly common feeling after a long-term relationship. But honestly, that's that victim that I was talking about, right? That like, you know, I gave this my all and they left me and and I'm no, who am I without it basically, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly, you need to redefine who you are as your own empowered, strong woman and no longer part of that relationship. And, you know, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you can go, okay, I don't care anymore. And then you're done. It just doesn't work that way, right? But you can- catch yourself when she says, all I can think about is the good stuff. That's exactly what's keeping her in pain. She needs to stop that. Like I like to call that the mental highlight reel, right? So you can't say, I'm not going to think about that anymore. You have to find something else to think about instead. So every time you start wanting to reminisce about the good stuff, have that little inner cheerleader, I like to call it, that interrupts and says, no, this guy is not going to waste another minute of my time. I am not thinking about that anymore. And then have something new to think about. And I, and it's actually a perfect time to come up with a new hobby. If you can find something to do that genuinely interests you, what a gift because it keeps you busy. Like busy people, like I've had so many people come to me for breakup coaching because their ex has a really busy job and is, you know, constantly has other things to focus on. And all they do is sit and think about their ex all day. Like Mm. that's a recipe for disaster. Busy people get over things quicker. And unfortunately, some people fall apart and then even lose their jobs over breakups because they're incapable of just disconnecting and, and doing what they need to do. But that's what you really need to do. You need to make a schedule of what you need to do and just do it. Tell yourself, I'm looking forward, I'm staying positive, and and find the good, right? Like, I mean, the, the problem, like I said, like is that we want that relationship back. That's why it's hurtful to us. But I'm a big fan of writing a cons list, right? I was just, just going to ask you about that. Yes, perfect. Yeah, 
Yeah, just make a list of every little thing that you couldn't stand. Everything that like you felt taken advantage of, that you didn't feel was fair, like everything. And then anytime you want to starting to run that highlight reel, that you know, of the positive stuff, pull out that list and read it again and really internalize. No, he hurt me this, he hurt me this. And this is not about being a victim. This is about empowerment to fully let it go and really internalize when you can really decide that your ex wasn't good for you and you do not want him back, that's when you'll stop caring. It really is. So you can keep yourself in pain by running that highlight reel, or you can love yourself more and refuse to run that highlight reel, which is going to help you move faster and, and redefining who you are. You know, who were you before you met this person? And take the good, right? If you learned something about that that you liked, keep that. That's not about him. That's about you. So take the good, leave the bad, and move on as a better version of yourself to now hopefully find an even better relationship. Mm, that's how you can start attracting a higher quality match for you, right? The right person for you, which goes back to the question we received at the very beginning of this episode, that question I read, she wants to feel valuable again so she can actually attract a better match for her. Emily right. in the chat says, I can relate to my ex is super busy and I'm just sitting at home studying for my exams. It's really difficult to focus on my studies, unfortunately. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate. I've actually never talked to an expert in all my years of doing this <laughs> who's brought that up for the person who actually moved on. If they're really busy, and you're just kind of stuck at home, focused on them, it can be difficult. Is there anything else you want to say on that, Donna? Yeah, I mean, but to your point, like, like attracts like, right? You know, it's like, if you're in a not so good space, you're going to attract that same kind of energy. But if you're in a really happy, positive place, that's the kind of person you're going to att attract, right? So, you know, really staying positive and being optimistic and not giving up. And there really is someone better out there for you. And believing that you'll attract that. Absolutely. Angela said, it's so true what Donna is saying. The new guy has demonstrated so much love and I know I can't look back now. That is very, very true. Thank you so much for sharing that, Angela, and everyone who's listening live. I've really found that once you meet that right person or, you know, once you just start getting back to feeling like more of yourself, not tolerating bad behavior or accepting crumbs going forward, you can look back and be so grateful and happy that that relationship didn't work out. You find yourself saying things like, why did I stay in that for so long? <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Or why did I, was I even attracted to that person, right? Once you are on the right track, you're going to look back and be so grateful that you're not still stuck in that place. So something I always say is that if you can embody that feeling of gratitude in advance, when the wrong person shows you that they're not the right person by breaking up with you or pulling away or disappearing, anything like that, just embody that gratitude, it will propel you forward to the right place much, much, much more quickly. Angela also says, I've never felt so enamored by a man. Amazing. So I bet you're happy that things never worked out with that original guy who you may have been pining over in the past, right? She says, I now think, what was I thinking? Yeah, exactly. Well, Me too. I think we've all been there, right, Donna? Well, and that's exactly it. You know, I mean, I think it's easy when it's right. You know, it's like people do what they want to do. So when you meet somebody that you enjoy their company and you want to spend time with them, you just do it. 
And it, it, it's really funny to me that I like even just over the weekend, I was out with my cousin and he had kind of gotten out of a toxic relationship and was telling me about this new girl that he met. And he and he just kept saying, wow, it's so easy. It's like she just calls me and she just like and I had to laugh. I was like, yeah, God, that is just so true and so consistent when it's the right person. It's so easy. And so if you're jumping through hoops, trying to make a relationship work or, or just constantly unhappy recognize it's supposed to be easy and it's supposed to be making you happy. So yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Something I haven't really talked too much about before, but I've been noticing lately because I agree with you, Donna, with the right person. It's incredibly easy. It's not exhausting. It's not a lot of work. I get comments over on my YouTube channel and social media all the time from women. My audience is mostly women. So I hear a lot of women say like, why does the woman have to do all the work? Right. And I'm sure men might say this as well. If it's the man who's pining over someone who's not reciprocating. But my thought for that is you won't be saying that with the right person. If you're saying, why is it so exhausting? Why do I have to be the one doing all the work? I would argue you're probably stuck on someone who's not putting in the same amount of effort as you. But do you have any thoughts on that, Donna? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think relationships are supposed to be balanced. And if you're the one that's doing all the work, start taking notice of what your partner's doing. And I mean, not that it's a competition, but it really does need to be balanced. And, you know, I also say when you chase something, it runs. So if you're the one that's always doing everything and always giving, sit back and don't do that and see what he does. And if he really cares about you, he'll notice and he'll do something about it. But if he doesn't, then you just saved yourself a lot of heartache, really. And women largely are very loving in general, right? So if you're the kind of person who either likes to rescue people, right? Who always feels like you have to fix things for somebody else and you've got to be their savior all the time. Like that's a dangerous recipe. Like that's a sign of loose boundaries, right? Like it's, it's nice to do nice things for other people, but not when it's not being appreciated and, and showing appreciation to you. So, and, and, you know, I have a lot of clients that say, but yeah, I do those things for me. I really like doing those things. And that's awesome. But you have to make sure you're not becoming a doormat that the other person is just taking advantage of because ultimately that will destroy your self-esteem. It's so true. Oh my goodness. I have a family member. I think I might have mentioned her in another episode we've recorded together, Donna, who's just so sweet and so giving. She just almost compulsively like gives of herself and has very poor boundaries and then gets irritated or annoyed when the person she's been dating doesn't really do a lot. He just kind of sits at home and lets her drive to him and put in all the right. effort. And it's like, you can't really blame him. He's He's got everything. Why would he change this dynamic that's going on right now? And she knows he's not the right person, but there's just something in her. She can't help it. It's like taking all her love and affection and kind of throwing it down this bottomless pit towards someone who's just kind of happy to lean back and not do anything. Right. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, it, exactly. I think, you know, look, if you're going to give and give and give, most people will take it, but it doesn't mean that they're genuinely interested in you. Right. You know, so mm -hmm. I think really being strong enough to only bestow your, your love on somebody who's worthy of it and giving back so that it's not 
someone taking advantage. I mean, especially like with guys, like if it's a good looking guy and some girls doing all sorts of fabulous things for him, why is he going to tell her to stop? He's not, he's going to take advantage of it, but that doesn't mean mm -hmm. he really wants to be with you. So, right. Yeah. I, I think it's really important. And, and that's the boundaries thing really, right? Like where if you're giving and giving and giving and giving and really not getting in, in like, you know, I always say you teach people how to treat you whether you're aware of it or not. So, you know, if you're willing to keep doing that, what you're teaching him is that no matter how poorly he treats you, you're going to be amazing to him. So what's the downside, right? The downside's for you, that you're not getting your needs met. So don't set it up like that from the beginning. I, the first time someone does something that you don't like, if in a calm, empowered way, you let them know, hey, I don't like that. That's not going to work for me. I need this from you, right? Then you've taught them that they can't. But I mean, look, we all know this with like, I'm sure you all have a friend who like can't stand if you're late. And if you're going to meet them for anything, you go out of your way to be on time because you know that friend's going to be really upset if you're late. That's a boundary that they've taught you, right? And that's exactly what I'm talking about with every aspect of your relationship. If anything at all doesn't get the response that you wanted, or if you know something they did you didn't like, that's the time to bring it up in a calm way and just like can be a light thing like, hey, yeah, that doesn't work for me. They'll really have a lot more respect for you too, that you know yourself and that you have the tolerance level of what you tolerate and what you won't. Right. They'll start to value you more if they're the right person or if they don't want to respect your boundaries or meet that need, then they're showing you right away what exactly. kind of partner they would be or their interest level. I always say it's important to lean back and not be the one putting in all the effort constantly if the other person isn't doing anything because you can't see what their intentions are. A lot of men are just happy to show up and take everything you have to offer, but that doesn't mean that things are moving forward towards that committed relationship you want. And that really would help build your self-esteem and self-worth back up because you're treating yourself with all of the love and care and respect that you're looking for in a partner by sticking to your boundaries, by not accepting crumbs or tolerating bad treatment or anything that doesn't feel good to you. I'm just checking in. Angela says, I was really devastated and sad and anxious with the other man. The right person will give you clarity and the wrong person gives you chaos. I love it. Totally agree. Yes. I always say the wrong person will make you feel confused. I hear from women every day who said, my situation's different. I'm so confused. And I always say there's nothing confusing going on here. It is crystal clear. You just have this hope that kind of clouds your judgment and perception a little bit, right? Right. I see another comment from someone who says, all my ex is doing is texting me, hey, how are you every day? I told him to leave me alone, but he doesn't take me seriously. He also doesn't put more effort into getting back together. I should probably have better boundaries, but I'm not sure how to do that. I hear about this all the time, Donna. The guy comes back around and he just says, hey, or how's it going? But he's not actually putting effort into even getting together or getting back together. Do you hear that as well? Any thoughts on this one? Oh, I, yes. I, I made a video that's, that was like, you know, did your ex just text hi? Right. And they got like so many comments because I, that's their way of getting their little fix, right? They don't really want to get back together with you. If they did, they'd say so. They'd say exactly that, or they'd want to, they'd ask to see you. So it's just them getting their little fix because 
like I said, there's a habit when you break up and the ex has to break that habit too. So you're actually helping them break it by allowing them that little communication that just keeps him connected to you, but not. So he's getting his need met, but you're not getting your need met. I always say it's picking and choosing. The person that did the breakup usually wants to keep some aspects of the relationship and he wants to pick and choose them because that person usually wants to be friends. But, <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I, I never think you should be friends with your ex until you don't want them back. Like when you see people that used to date and now they're great friends, it's because neither one of them want to be a couple anymore. That's when it works. If you still want to be you're a lover with your ex and they're only wanting to put you in the friend zone now, that's painful. And I, I think it's, and especially now, what if they start dating other people? Like, or you just know they're not telling you the whole truth because they're not telling you when they're out with somebody else. Like, it's just a whole messy situation. I you think you're, you're much better off. If, if you're telling him not to do that, just block him. And you can tell him you're blocking him if you feel badly about it. You can say, look, I'm sorry, I've asked you to stop. So now I'm going to stop it and just block him. And then he can't. Right. Yeah. Or I'm not going to be answering you anymore. That can be really difficult because you probably are missing aspects of the friendship that you had with him or something about him too. So you want to like take those crumbs when they throw them your way. I know, Donna, we did a whole episode called Don't Give Away Pieces of Yourself If Someone Doesn't Want a Full Relationship and Do right. This Instead. That's available on my podcast on Spotify or Apple right here on Bullhorn 2. And that should be helpful for anyone going through that because it can be so easy to just kind of take this person however you can get them, but it's not the full package if you truly want to get back together and they're just happy to just get that little fix of you. Right, Donna? Right. Yeah, you're not getting your needs met, but they're getting their needs met. That's not fair, right? Like 100% in, 100% out is what I like to say, right? You get all of me or none of me and your choice, right? Like, I mean, if you're wanting them back, you know, you can say, look, I was happy in the relationship. So if you're moving on, please give me the space to do that too. I really need you 100% out if you're not going to be a hundred percent in. That is brilliant. I think everyone should just rewind that part and write it down. I love that. Can you uh, repeat that Donna for everyone taking notes? I thought that was great. Just yeah, hundred percent in hundred percent out. All of that was just gold. Yeah, exactly that. Right. It's like, I want the full relationship. I don't want little pieces of it that are going to keep me in pain. This is what I want. And you can spell it out. That's okay. Right. If you had a great relationship and you're really wanting to give it a shot, be honest about that. Say, look, I want this. This is what I want, but I need you a hundred percent in. If you can't do that, then I really need you a hundred percent out so that I can move on with my life. Because if your ex has moved on, is with you see this a lot. They left you for another girl, but they really still kind of want to keep in touch with you and be friends with you. And it's like the other girl's getting all the stuff that you wanted. Like, no, like don't stand for that, right? If he really chose the other person, then let him 100% have that other person. And he doesn't have you too. That's really not good for you because... I mean, I always say, like, I really think most people don't stop loving their ex until they fall for somebody else. But you need to get enough space, like truly from your ex, to be open enough to be able to fall for somebody else.
I completely agree. Uh, Danielle in the chat says, I think I may have slept with the guy too soon. Now I feel bad. And I don't think he's that into me since he hasn't spoke to me in two days. Wow. That's a, a little different topic, but Donna, I'm sure you have some great things to say on that. And I just love everything you said about that last question. I could just talk forever about that piece and it all <laughs> so brilliantly. Like I don't even have anything to add, but yeah. Any thoughts for someone who slept with a guy too soon and they want to fix it or now the guy's dropped off or something like that? Yeah. You know, the best thing to do is to let it go and see if he'll come to you. The unfortunate thing and, and why I really am a fan of delaying bringing sex into a relationship is that, you know, as women, we have oxytocin and all sorts of great loving chemicals that flood our bodies that make us feel really close to somebody. But especially right-handed men can think or feel. They can't think and feel at the same time. So while they might be with you and they're feeling and they're, this is all really fabulous and they're in the moment and you're caught up and now you've had this great sexual chemistry, but now the next day he's not feeling anymore. He's thinking. And if his thinking brain doesn't think that you're the perfect match for him, he's lost interest now. And, and I, I, I don't say that to hurt you. I really don't. But like, unfortunately, if he didn't get to know you well enough before he got to sleep with you, he may not rationally choose you. It's two separate things for him. And men have said, confirmed this to me. Like when I've said to them, are you right-handed? It's like, yeah, you think or feel. You have to go away to feel your feelings. And they've said to me, wow, yeah, that's true. So I think it especially comes into play with sex because and because it's the same thing too. People will say to me, well, he promised me all sorts of things. Like he, it, we made all these great plans. And then now he acts like he never said it. It's like, yeah, because he was feeling when he said that. And he really felt like he wanted to do that. But now that he's thinking, he's gone, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. I, I, you know, it, it's really, it is almost like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Like it's that, although it's usually not that evil, right? Mm. But um, unfortunately it really is like you need to get to know someone well enough that they actually got to know you and are making a conscious decision that they enjoy your company and that they want to be with you. And Danielle, having said all this, I'm not saying that that can't be the case. Dr. Pat Allen wrote a book called Getting to I Do, where she said that it could take a man up to eight weeks with zero contact and he could still really be interested and come back. Like that's him going away to feel his feelings, right? So two days really isn't that long. So don't reach out to him and let it go. And like, if it's right, he'll reach out to you, right? And you don't want him any other way. If he doesn't reach out and, and initiate the contact, you don't want him, right? You want somebody who really values you and appreciates you and is excited to be in your company and to get to spend time with you. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't want someone who can sleep with you, then drop off the face of the earth. Right. So if he does not come back, I would say he just can't possibly be the right person for you. Right. I mean, the right guy just isn't going to well, do that. And, and more importantly, don't feel bad. Right? Yeah. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Honestly, we're all adults, I assume, right? You know, you can make a decision and feel empowered about that. And if it was something that you enjoyed and you had a good time, feel good about that. Feel good about the fact that you had a good time and you really enjoyed it and that you're a better person, right? That that you 
are in charge in touch with your feelings and your emotions. And if he wasn't, then oh, maybe he just saved you an awful lot of time in figuring out that he's not good at sharing his feelings and he's really not going to be a good partner. I agree. And she says, thank you. So I'm glad that was helpful. This is just such great information, Donna. Is there anything else you want to say about how to build your self-esteem or your self-worth back up after a big heartbreak so you can move forward and attract a better match for you? Yeah. You know, exercise is a natural antidepressant and there's, it's also just really good for your self-esteem to feel good about yourself. And I know for myself, like right now it's wintertime, it's harder to want to get out, you know, really getting your heart rate up and breaking a sweat and exercising is the best empowerment tool that I've found, right? Because it, it twofolds, it makes you feel good about yourself and it helps you look your best, right? You know, and um, yeah, I, I think the more you can do to be really good to yourself, then the better you feel about yourself, right? Like, you know, like I called my book Giving Up Junk Food Relationships because I think it really lends itself. We all know how to eat healthy. It's just a matter of whether we choose to or not. Mm -hmm. And when you eat healthy food, you feel better. But when you eat a bunch of junk food, it might taste good going down, but you don't feel so good afterwards, right? So it's kind of the same thing. Unfortunately, when we go through a break top, sometimes we self-sabotage because we feel sorry for ourselves. So we're going to eat a whole bag of potato chips or, you know, whatever it is that like right. our guilty pleasure is, but then we don't feel good about that after. So channel that energy into some sort of physical exercise. I mean, I'm a runner and, you know, geez, going through breakups, anything like, you know, when my father died, like, I mean, I, I ran 10 miles a day for a while just to like, you know, just it's good head clearing stuff. Right. So if you're not a runner, like bikes are helpful or even just go take a walk, go power walk. You see people mm-hmm. walking really fast. It's really good for you. And it, it's a natural antidepressant. Yeah, it really is. And it will help prevent you just sitting home feeling bad about yourself or going through photos of the two of you, right? And so I really love these practical tips that you're sharing here today, Donna. And I did want to mention your breakup recovery action plan. Are you still offering that at 50% off for women in my community? Absolutely. That's exclusively for your promo code. Yes. Great. Yeah. So the promo code, I believe, is stronger, right? S-T-R-O-N-G-E-R. I'll include that link and that promo code in the show notes or episode details. That'll be the very first link. You just have to scroll down. You might have to click see more if you're listening on Spotify. And anything you want to say about the Breakup Recovery Action Plan? I know that it's just packed with so many helpful tools. And it comes with actually personal messaging with you and other people going through it. All included, right? Yeah. And, and honestly, this is something that I'm so incredibly proud of because for all the years that I've been coaching through breakups and honestly, I was going through a breakup while I was putting it together. So I I put hours of thought into what people needed at different stages of a breakup. So it's a five-step action plan. That's all videos and worksheets and quizzes and all sorts of things to focus your attention on instead of your ex. Right. And, uh, you know, step one is really no contact with your ex and how to make that happen. Right. The logistics of disconnecting from your ex and, and then really, 
you know, starting to look at your own stuff, right? And then step two is is getting a little bit into, you know, like knocking your ex off that pedestal. And if you can really see who your ex is, that for the like negative stuff, that's the quickest way to get over somebody, right? And then um, step three is called empowerment, right? Basically. And it's all about strengthening your boundaries and looking at your patterns and choosing better choices and how to communicate better and all sorts of self-growth things to help you be your best self. And then step four is closure, whether that's really completely closing the door on your ex or like it's a kind of a 90 day plan of after the 90 days, really realizing maybe it was you that caused the breakup and how you could make things better than how you could potentially try to get the relationship back. And then step five is dating again and just helpful advice because if, after you've done all this self-growth work, dating's going to feel a little different. And, you know, it's a little bit of a process to shift who you're attracted to. So it really walks you through finding a good partner for you and how to keep that relationship once you do find it. Amazing. And I love that people can get their personal questions answered and just get very specific help for their situation by you and other people going through this process. And that's all included. So that'll be the first link in the show notes. Like I mentioned, the coupon code is stronger. If you go through that link and use that coupon code, you'll get 50% off. I love it just for women in my community. So thank you for explaining all of that. Angela said, I love this session. Great advice and tips. Emily said, I loved it too. Thank you for answering my question. You are very welcome, everyone. And for everyone listening to the replay, if you'd like to join me for my live broadcasts, I'll also include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. That's totally free. You can type your questions into the chat or call in and talk to me personally. And whatever expert I have on, I go live every other Friday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, which is 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I just love connecting with all the amazing women in my community. And this was great, Donna. Thank you so much again for coming on. What a great session with so many practical tips and tools. I hope everyone got a lot out of this. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. And yeah, thanks for all the great questions. And I wish you all empowerment and loving yourself most. And thanks for, for you know, joining us. Definitely. We'll have to do this again soon, Donna. This was so great. Such empowering advice here. So have a great weekend, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.